This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. Oh, I've made a bet with myself. You're mm. going to start by talking about something to do with AI. It seems like you know, I've never even heard of it a while ago, and now it's impossible not to discuss it. And almost it's... every week, something new and extraordinary has happened. Almost every day, something new yes. and extraordinary. Yes. Yes. There are a number AI, of AI is now inventing new AI. I mean, there's no need for us anymore, is there? Well, I know. And it's consuming it for us as well, so they need to watch the damn stuff. Yes. Yes. Excellent. So we we get AI to summarize people. summarize what we're about to talk about, and then people can listen to the summary. <laughs> and right. Sorry, I interrupted. Uh, that's right. We talk quite a lot about AI generating images. Yes, uh, you did. through yes. Um, people like Mid Journey and Stable Diffusion. But where do they get their images from? Well, the answer because we had the one of the Pope in the puffer jacket recently, didn't we? The Pope in the puffer jacket, all all kinds of really yes. bizarre things. A, a whole array, a series of Trump being forcibly arrested, which were very mm. very entertaining to see. Yeah. Well, the way they get their they get their their images sources from scouring the internet, mm-hmm. and Getty Images, who owns well, frankly, most of the images on the internet, since they've been rapidly buying up every other photo library, yes. are suing Stable Diffusion. Uh, at the High Court in London. I don't know why they've chosen London. And they're saying, claiming that they've copied 12 million images without permission, without giving them any money yes. for them. And Stable Diffusion, of course, naturally deny it. And Getty Images say, well, look, we've got this whole load of sports images. So mm. sporting images being, you, you can't really make them up, but you can because they take a range of sports images and they reconfigure them to make different shots from the same match. And they have copied, you know, the, the players' faces, given them new poses, uh, copied their shirts, and they've also copied the Google watermark, which is on half a dozen of their images. You know, Getty watermark rather than Google. The, the Getty watermark. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, so Getty have said, look, <laughs> this is clearly you're copying our images without paying for them. Yes. So it remains to be seen what's going to happen about that. But uh, it's, it's extraordinary that they intriguing. couldn't find somewhere to their algorithm. Don't copy the watermark, chaps. The, the newspaper I was reading the other day, T- Telegraph, I think, actually had, can you spot the difference between AI and real? I'm sure mm. you would have done better than me, but I actually I got everyone right except one, ah. which was an image of a sort of sun setting or possibly rising across the, the, the ocean. And I got it wrong, and they had actually pointed out that you know you wouldn't get a reflection of the sun the whole way to the beach from the horizon. Um, oh, it depends but, on how low the sun is. You might well do. Well, yes, well, anyway, I got that one wrong, but out of 10, oh. I got nine right. So I was quite pleased. But I mean, by next week, of course, AI will have improved exactly. itself. And that will <laughs> it be it. So where do we go now? Well, from film cameras, or indeed AI cameras, to speed cameras. Ugh. Now, when you're driving around, of course, you could easily spot the speed cameras because they're big and yellow, and there's usually a warning saying speed cameras. So they didn't used them. to be yellow, did they? I don't know how the public managed to get them to change it, but... 
there was no, there was a, a protest yeah. against. They used to be sort of grey and anonymous and they did. almost camouflaged. Yes, and now they're well, they're back to being camouflaged again. Well, they're not camouflaged, but they're going to be on drones. Oh. This is Devon and Cornwall police are putting speed cameras on drones that, apart from not being yellow, are up in the sky and can spot a speeding car from four miles away using fixed points on the road to calculate their speed. And when they find out the speed, then they relay the car's registration number to a ground team who have their own cameras who can then go and give the man a ticket or the woman a ticket. Oh. It's shocking. I find that it? rather depressing. Yes, mm. and we're just as well the police don't have anything else to do, isn't it? <laughs> it's like like catching criminals. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. Well, they would argue, of course, that speeding motorists are criminals. But yes, yes solving yeah. burglaries or murders or, you know, yes. difficult stuff like that. It does yes. always well, seem they, motorists is the easy target. The, they can do the odd murder. What they can't do, of course, is serial murders, as we know from every TV programme yes, ever made. that's true. Though, of course, if anybody's actually spent much time in Devon or Cornwall, on most of the roads, it is virtually impossible to speed. Oh, because of the volume of traffic? Uh, well, a volume of traffic on the busy roads, and then on the other ones, you know, we're talking about lanes with these extraordinary hedgerows on either side, you know, so yes. it's very difficult to actually go very fast on them. Yes. Well, they're, they're stopping people. Maybe that's why they're doing it, because they haven't caught enough speeders. Yes. <laughs> thinking Perhaps. there must be some way of getting more of them. Perhaps so. Who's well, we haven't had one of these either, so let's have one now. <laughs> Right. Well, now, one thing that's particularly difficult to capture with your camera or even with your phone is shooting stars, because by the time you've seen one, it's a bit late to get your phone out and take photographs of it. And meteor showers is what they really are. Hmm. They are meteors plummeting to Earth. Well, there's a Japanese company called ALE, maybe maybe pronounced AL, I don't know, but they're ALE. And they are plotting the Sky Canvas, which they describe as the Earth's first space entertainment technology encouraging science. That's how they put it. I don't know how they encourage science. And the idea is that if you're putting on a, a party and you want a meteor shower over your party, they will drop one centimetre wide spheres from satellites made out of the similar kind of stuff the meteorites and they'll burn up in the atmosphere and they'll glow glow for slightly longer than your average yes. meteor shower and they okay. say they're how many satellites from... do they have and how do you know they're going to be anywhere near your party well i suppose you order one and they uh, they send it over there i don't know how they refill them let alone yeah. the cost of I, getting them up there i'm imagining the this is probably not for, for parties that you or i are having i think we might need a slightly deeper pocket I think it will be quite a quite an expensive thing to organise. So no prices yet. That you can, yes. No prices that exactly. But also, I mean, putting you know however many one centimetre spheres up into orbit, that can't be cheap, surely. You wouldn't have thought so, would you? Yeah. Added to which, why do they need to be spherical? Because if you did one centimetre cubes, but it not have the same effect when you dropped it, and you'd be able to get lots more in the same space. You're absolutely right. I think we should write and tell them. Or yes. launch our own satellite and beat them to it. No, wait a minute. <laughs> yes, Let's write absolutely. and tell them instead. Yes, I'm not sure. British attempts at launching anything into space don't seem to be doing terribly well at the moment. They haven't been going well lately, have they? No. Now then, do you like a nice back massage? Everyone likes nice... Actually, I, I don't, don't like ever a nice had back one. massage. No, you have not. Oh, well, now's your chance. Thanks to the Ryzon 4. 
which is a robot made by a Californian tech company called Flexive, mm -hmm. which is equipped with 3D vision and, of course, AI that identifies your spine and your muscles. And it's got a silicon tool on it that will give you a perfectly calibrated back muscles for specifically the complaint that you need. And on their website, Flexive say that version 4 is absolutely safe. <laughs> the fact that they need to say version it. one, two, and three have a few problems. Well, well, they don't they don't mention that. But if they are saying that version four is absolutely safe, it makes you wonder about the first three versions, and indeed it makes you wonder about version four. But that's what yes. they say anyway. And, and no price again for this. No price for this. I imagine it'll be installed in in clinics who can then buy one of these and then not have to so employ you, a masseur. Hmm. So you tell it what the problem is. Well, the problem is I'm getting very tense because of all the the leaps and bounds in AI. Well, if you think that's bad, yes. if you think oh, a robot masseur. So <laughs> robot masseurs, of course, they use AI as opposed to AGI, which we discussed last week. We AGI did discuss being last artificial week, yes. general intelligence. OpenAI, who we've talked about at length, the, the makers of GPT-4, are developing their own humanoid robot by investing in a Norwegian company called One X Technologies. The robot is going to be called Neo, and it will have ChatGPT built into it. And as we know, ChatGPT doesn't always get it right. It does tend to hallucinate. So we could be getting humanoid hallucinating robots running wild. But the thing is, whereas robots at the moment need to be trained specifically to do a particular task... Mm. A, uh, a chat GPT enabled robot, in theory, will be able to pick up any task you give it that quicker. And so it won't just be artists and web designers and lawyers and journalists who have their jobs taken mm -hmm. by AI, but all kinds of manual workers. They'll be flooding the market. Because it can learn anything. Robot, it can learn anything. Which is, we're going and back to Isaac Asimov again. again. Wasn't, wasn't that part of his science fiction stories that that um, robots actually learnt as they went rather than being it told was, to do specific and, tasks. And now it is very, very much becoming real, which is also quite scary. And which leads us rather neatly, in fact, rather early onto hmm. our crowdfunding. Oh, time good gracious. Of the week. No, we've got those earbuds that we use instead of headphones these days, and all they really do is allow us to make phone calls, answer phone calls, and listen to music. Until <laughs> now, Active Buds, which is uh, appearing now on Kickstarter, are AI earbuds with chat GPT built in, so they can hallucinate at you while you're walking down the street. <laughs> what, what added advantage does it bring? Well, I suppose you can ask it things. You could be walking along and say, I've only got three peppers, um, one piece of cooked chicken and a spring onion in the fridge. What can I make for supper? What do I need to buy on the way home? And it'll come back and say, oh, I recommend you buy some thyme and maybe garlic. I don't know. I'm not a cook, so I have no idea what you can do with those ingredients. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, it will also translate 40 languages live on the fly. Well, there are plenty of earbuds that will do that. And make 4G phone calls, which is uh, which is quite interesting. It's uh, it's it's quite small. It's a, it's a it's a device as well as the earbuds. You have a device which is 63 by 50 by 25 millimeters, so about 
mm, just over two inches square by maybe an inch thick. Mm-hmm. It's got a 1.8-inch color display on the front. I can also do Bluetooth to your phone, should you want to send things to your phone as well. And this is interesting. The price on Kickstarter is about £200, but there is a super early bird offer of 1560 Hong Kong dollars, which is about £160. And normally... I don't talk about the super early birds because they're usually gone by the time we get to do the show. But they've mm. currently, as of this morning, got 1,103 of their super early birds left out of 1,200. So they're obviously expecting to sell an awful lot of these, but so far not selling very many at all. Which so makes maybe... sure everybody else knows something we don't. Well, may... apart from the 97 people who have plonked down yes. their... 1560 Hong Kong dollars. Anyway, you've got till the 1st of May to go onto Kickstarter and have a look at the active earbuds and see what you think. Okay. Thank you very much indeed, Steve. Um, let's just take a brief break. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I said it was brief. We're back. This is Share Radio. You're listening to Gadget and Gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. So, where are you taking us down? Well, and with the news that Italy has this week banned chat GPT from, from being used anywhere in Italy because of privacy concerns, because they say, well, hang on, you're harvesting a vast amount of personal data from people. Mm. What are you doing with it? Why are you getting it? How are you storing it? How does this fit in with GDPR? And so they banned it. So OpenAI no longer functions in Italy, which is probably to the annoyance of Italian tech writers. Yes. Well, I mean, that's fascinating. And, and the use, of course, of what all these companies do with the data that they have, of course, is a, of great interest to uh, Gavin Eldham, the founder of um, Share Radio. So anybody who sort of wants to read his views about how we should be paid for the data that's being harvested, yes. uh, a new form of inclusive capitalism should should head to the share ready website where there's plenty that kevin has written uh, about yes. this and indeed there's a conference um, which will probably bring up some of this um coming up in cambridge very very soon um okay let's progress where uh, let us on sony sony come up with really good clever innovative devices they also have rubbish names for their devices so their latest device is called the sony elf-sr2 which <laughs> Gives you no idea of what it is or what it does. Do and what the it is Walkman would ever have succeeded if it wasn't called the Walkman? If it was called an ELF SR2? No, I'm sure it wouldn't. Yeah. They've obviously just given up on this one. Well, it is a spatial reality display. So you'd think they'd call it SPD. At least there'd be some kind of Captain Scarlet tie-in for that. But yes. no, it's an SPD. It is a it's a 3D display for which you don't need glasses. Oh. Oh, indeed. And it's it, it, this is the 27-inch version. The previous one, which I imagine was the ELF-SR1, uh, was only 15.6 inches. So 27-inch, quite big, actually, it's on the size of a large monitor. Mm. 
it has a a screen that is sloping backwards at 45 degrees so you're also looking down into it and it has eye tracking technology built in so it can tell where you are and where you're looking mm. so as you move your head around it you get the full 3d thing almost 4k resolution they say not quite 4k but we're getting on for it and it will be launching this may for a mere five thousand dollars so obviously not for home consumption but certainly for designers architects engineers and then even doctors it will be a, an extremely useful thing i know when i have dabbled in designing 3d objects uh, on my screen it is quite difficult to design in 3d on a flat surface because you Although you can turn objects around, mm. when you're trying to align two surfaces, it's quite hard to see where they are in relation to each other. So this should help? Up, uh, well, this should help, yes. I'm not sure it's worth $5,000, but I'd certainly like to see one. Actually, I shouldn't see one, because if I see one, I'll want one, and then I'll find a way of spending $5,000 yes. on it. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and except, as you know, anything that says $5,000 is nearly always the same. It turns out to be £5,000. Well, we have VAT, of course. And the $5,000 isn't $5,000 because Americans have to add sales tax. It's a curious thing about America, sales tax. You go into a McDonald's anywhere in America and it says, you know, hamburger $1.50 and you hand over your $1.50. It's not enough because you have to add sales tax. And you have to know every state as well. Yes, yes. Very, very strange. Anyway, Perhaps as a result, their mental arithmetic is better than ours. Perhaps it is. Mm. I doubt it somehow. I don't know. Well, we'll have, we'll have to ask them, find a tame American who likes yes. hamburgers and ask them. Yes, yes. And then you can ask them if they can smuggle in a, a, a 3D screen at the same time. Exactly. A Sony Elf SR2. A Sony Elf SR2, exactly. In the hand. So there is, a, there is a new emoji in town, oh, and it right. is the St. Edward's Crown. It's been released by Buckingham Palace to celebrate the coronation and mm. when you talk about if you use the hashtag coronation i think you will automatically get this and edward's crown popping up it's a it's modeled on obviously st edward's crown which was created in 1661 so there was plenty of royal regalia before 1661 mm. all of which was melted down by oliver cromwell and his mm. cronies and then with the restoration, they recreated it all. So this is a recreation of the original St. Edward's crown, not dating back to the time of St. Edward, when I don't know which St. Edward it was. Was there, why, was St. Edward, why would a saint need a crown? Sorry? Why would a saint need a crown? Surely saints have halos, and you can't fit a halo yes. under a crown. I know, I've tried. I am afraid I don't know. You've asked the wrong yeah. person. Okay. Anyway, this is but the I, second... I, you've got an um, AI friend you can ask any time. It may hallucinate the answer, but it, might it be may easy. do. Anyway, the, I read this in the Guardian, who very helpfully pointed out that it is the first coronation to have its own emoji, because at the last coronation <laughs> there wasn't they didn't an exist. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is the second uh, emoji that they've issued. Buckingham Palace. They issued a platinum jubilee emoji, which was a corgi called PJ wearing a crown, and it was on their official Twitter account. Anyway, okay. and also, of course, the new banknotes featuring King Charles have been designed. They will be issued starting next year. Curiously, not this year, because they're frantically printing them. But is that a good thing? Delarue, the company that prints banknotes, mm -hmm. have issued a profit warning 
and they've said that uh, their profits will be in the low £20 million range, which doesn't sound like that much of a warning to me. But anyway, obviously, they think, they think it's a bit of a warning because people are turning away from uh, from cash. It's It turns out that 15% of all payments are now in cash, mm. down from 60% 10 years ago. Less than a million percent seems very high, pay. doesn't it? Well, I think before, well, I know a lot of people weren't happy about contactless payments. Certainly 10 years ago, there was you know, contactless payment was, was, was quite new. You still had to either put your card into a machine or tap your pin in. And certainly paying by phone was, was virtually unknown um, 10 years ago. But uh, it's obviously hitting Delarue, although you'd think if they if they are running out of cash, they could just print some more. That's after yes, all, that's what they do. Looks like. The Bank of England is allowed to do that. I don't think. I don't think Delarue is. I'm afraid. I think it's all. <laughs> it would be something of a, a wonderful business model if they were allowed yeah. to. But well, I'm afraid, yes. They could just leave the machines running for an extra half an hour or so of an evening yeah. and not tell anyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe they are not telling anyone. Maybe they are. Exactly. Maybe this is maybe this is a double bluff. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because they don't want to tell people where the money's all come from. No, no, no. Yeah, yes. Sit outside the factory. There'll be people leaving in 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 black vans with uh, windows yes. um, covered up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we haven't had one of these for a while, so let's have one now. So, what colour are polar bears? I do know this. Go on then. They're black. They're black. So the, why do they look white? Uh, it's a reflection of light, isn't it? It is, because their fur, the, the fur isn't white either. Yes. No, their fur is translucent. Mm. Mm. Yes. So what's clever about it is that their black skin absorbs what little heat there is. Mm. And the fur is made up of hollow hairs, which don't conduct away uh, heat away from the body. But they also backscatter thermal energy. I'm not entirely sure what that means, but it sounds quite technical, so I'll say it again. They backscatter thermal energy. Anyway, the University of Massachusetts mm. have made the first, not entirely artificial polar bear, but they have made the first <laughs> fabric to mm. exactly mimic what a polar bear does. They use a nylon coated in a dark polymer, and they have transparent polypropylene threads which draw light down from it. And it's lighter than cotton, and it's better at retaining heat than cotton, which is really quite, quite impressive. Yes. It is quite impressive, isn't it? Yes, gosh, I mean, some the scientists they finally produce something that might be useful. Gosh, it's taken them a while, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Especially, especially as it's got the word "you" in front of it, university, because we have been talking about. Some of the very strange things that universities have been producing recently. They have been producing very, very strange things indeed. Um, we have just time, I think, I was going to talk about this next week, but I'll talk about it this week as well, um, just in case we're too late next week by the time people listen to it. If, if you're listening to this next week, of course you won't know if you listen to it next week, you'll listen to it now if you listen to it next week. On the 23rd of April, the UK will issue its first disaster alert. Now, Let's just reassure you, there will not be a disaster on the 23rd of April. Unless it happens at 3pm. Unless it happens at 3pm, exactly. And there will be a siren that goes off on your phone uh, at 3pm on the 23rd of April because they're going to be testing the system. This is the first time the UK has instituted a countrywide alert. 
And despite them telling everybody, you have to worry if people are driving and have forgotten that you know exactly what's going to happen. You can think of all manner of situations where it could actually prove quite dangerous. The AA, I think, said they were extremely concerned. I'm sure they are. They're concerned mm. about all kinds of things. But then they say they're only going to send it out if there's an immediate threat to life, which will cover things like flooding and fires and extreme weather. Mm. But I suppose they'll be geolocating it so that it only gets to phones in a particular area. Well, you wouldn't want to be imagine so. on the hiking through the Scottish Highlands and getting a, a sudden no. alert about flooding in London, would you? So you're going to be recording it so we can listen to it? Afterwards, I, I will record every... it, and we can everyone will be able to hear it anyway. Yes, yeah, whether they want every... to or not. Well, we could all turn our phones off, couldn't we? Just In to befuddle them, just yes, to prove just to... that they can't do it. Yeah. Yes. Would that be a benefit to anyone? I have would... no idea. Well, what a... depends if you're in the if you're the in the... <laughs> um, yeah. What are theatres going to be doing? Because they have they have matinees at three pm. They do. Some That's football matches, I believe, are being delayed. I think I read that somewhere. Oh, in because of this. Yes. Huh. Yeah. Well, for kickoff is usually three o'clock anyway, isn't it? Yes. So I think they're I think they're delaying some. There's a big cup match or something. I think think they're delaying the the start of it or what I believe is called the kickoff. Anyway, we are out of time. So we shall see. We've got another week in which we can actually discuss it in advance, and then we can discuss what actually happened afterwards. Exactly. Let's do that. That is it, though, for this edition of Gadgets and Gizmos. But we will be back with more of the same. Steve Kaplan and myself, Simon Rose, at the same time next week. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's Gadgets and Gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.